Thank you for joining us on this episode of Eminent Teachnology with Dr. Rochelle Newton and Drew Stennett, where we examine current and emerging technologies through the lens of diversity and equality. Uh, hello, everybody, and welcome back to a new episode of Eminent Teachnology with Dr. Rochelle Newton and Drew Stennett. Uh, today, we're going to talk about work-life balance and technology. I'll always add in that post, like, and technology, although this will, I think, be sort of technology adjacent. Um, so I've, as we've been, like, uh, working from home during the pandemic, and now Rochelle newly retired, so very much not as much work. <laughs> uh, uh, one thing that sort of I think has really changed for everybody is sort of the work life home balance. And uh, I mean, you know, being sort of like a traditional work person, I remember I've like always gone into work, like rarely ever did I work from home until pandemic times. It was a wake up, get in the car, go to work, come home. And there was that clear balance. Um, my brother, he's worked from home. I think he's worked from home most of his career. And at one point he told me like, you really have to make strict lines like when you're working from home, because if you're just looking at your phone all the time on work email, it's gonna be really hard. And that like, honestly, like that sort of worried me about working from home during the pandemic. Like, am I gonna be able to draw those clear lines? And I know at least for me, like it wasn't as hard as I thought it was gonna be. Like wake up do some work. Uh, I found it really nice that you can just sort of step away from the computer when you want, where it's a little bit harder to do that uh, when you're in the office. And uh, yeah, it seems, it seems great. I, I've personally like really enjoyed uh, not being tied to an office eight hours a day. So I have a question. Do you <laughs> think that we will ever return to a uh, strictly eight to five in the office uh, life and work style again? No. So I don't think we are. Um, I think places may attempt it. Well, let me say that. I don't, I don't think it's going to be, I think there's going to be a mix. And I think that mix is going to be majority, not eight to five in the office. Uh, I think there are still going to be people that want to go in eight to five. I don't think there's going to be many of them, but I think there will be a few. And I think uh, places will be accommodating of that. I think there are places that are going to want to force their folks to come back for, you know, what I would argue. Arbitrary be, reasons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nonsensical reasons. But hey, we've always done that. Let's get back to it. We think it works for some reason. Uh, but the thing that I really like about all this is like, now that folks can work from home, it means that people aren't necessarily tied to uh geographic locations for work right like uh yes we live in north carolina but if everybody's working from home then you know uh working at a place based out of virginia south carolina georgia like all of those places would be no problem and even going out further like california uh we get into sort of like time zone issues maybe when we start talking about uh <laughs> places too far out but even that, I think, is sort of uh, a non-issue. Uh, we had a coworker who, uh, he left Duke a while ago, but uh, after leaving, sometime after leaving Duke, he moved to Hawaii. And because the time shift is so weird there, like it actually worked out well for his team because his team now has more coverage of daylight hours when, he's, when they have you know folks on the East Coast and then folks on 
Lord, I don't even know what the Hawaiian time is, like six or eight hours away from us. <laughs> I know a specific something, and I don't know how specific it is, but something. Yeah. yeah. They're on that way, that tiny little dot on the, on the globe. <laughs> but I, I find that like very exciting that we're no longer like tied to, you know, how long is my commute going to be? And that's going to limit uh, where I can work. And on the flip side of that, when you're hiring, you don't have to look at that uh, specific radius of what are the people's commutes going to be like, you know, your, your workforce just got bigger, hopefully. Yeah. I, I, um, someone offered me a job a few months ago uh, in New York and I would have Mm -hmm. to go to New York every Wednesday. Uh, (sighs) You know, I was thinking, no, I can't fly that well. And I don't think I want to go to New York every Wednesday. I just would be a bit much, but you know, I do think the flexibility of how we work has, has, that's one of the benefits that have come from COVID because I think Mm -hmm. traditionally organizations have not trusted their employees to believe that they would get their eight hours of work by letting them work remotely. And Mm -hmm. on the flip side of that, you know, another benefit of the remote work, you know, we cut down our carbon footprint because there are not so many cars on the road driving back and forth to work. They reduce the amount of electricity and heating necessary in a building, the amount of water we use. All of these things are great things. The problem is, is we're so used to that face-to-face that it has other implications, right? So we see an increased number of people having mental health issues. Mm -hmm. We see an increased number of people with anxiety and panic attacks and all of these things. And then there is the thing that I think that has always existed for people in IT is we never worked eight hours a day. We worked way more than that. You know, we were, you know, if you got a call or a text or a ticket or something, you know, after five or six o'clock, you looked at it, you saw if you need to do something. And, and in my case, you know, we, the ticket couldn't sit for 24 hours without some kind of content in it. So, you know, somebody was always checking it and, you know, there was no benefits for being on call. So you'd be on call a week or however long the on-call cycle lasted, you couldn't go to the movies. You had limits of what you could do on your own free time because you were on call. I think that now on-call becomes a lot simpler because you can be on call during your normal eight to five hours, or you could, you know, alter your schedule. So you work four hours in the morning and four hours from eight to 12 at night or whatever it is, Mm -hmm. so that you are giving uh, all the complete coverage that's needed in there. I think the problem just is, is the downsides of this is people having social anxieties, because I guess a lot of people get their self-esteem from work, right? So your coworkers talk to you, say how nice you're looking, or, you know, talk to you about something. And, you know, you build on that where, you know, going to Zoom all the time, you know, it's not always appropriate to have those uh, casual conversations because Zoom now records everything you say unless you leave the meeting. (laughs) Yes. So so there's that. But uh, I do think there are many benefits, but the problem is, is how we deal with our mental health And then how do we balance our families, right? So just imagine if you're a husband and wife and you have children and children of varying ages and they're at school, wife or spouses at work or whatever it is that they are, where do you find the time? Because now you come home, that person may have come home and be working different hours and they are ready to spend time with their significant other. Their significant other has children, things they got to do. They got to go play soccer or whatever it is that they do. You kind of crunch all that stuff together. And people would say, well, how did you do that before? Well, you had the weekend, you know, people got used to adjusting their schedules. 
But now that you're home, you know, you don't have to get out of your pajamas. You remember that commercial a long time ago when they first went to online education, little girl said, I'm going to school in my pajamas. Many <laughs> yeah. people go to work in their pajamas now because they're yeah. working remotely, you know? Yes. So I do think it's a, it's a, it's a delicate balance, but it's unfortunate that we did get these negative side effects from it that have more to do with people's emotional health than it has to do with the physical constraints of an office. Do you think that there are good ways to work through some of those? Like, I know exactly what you're talking about. Like with, when we talk to folks now on, like when all we're doing is talking to them on Zoom or on, you know, a chat channel in the old days, we would see them, you would see somebody, you would say good morning, you would get to catch up a little bit. Like you would have these like completely not work related conversations and all of that like air gets sucked out when you're just communicating on like official work things. Uh, Like I'm bad at like, you know, messaging someone and just asking how they're doing, right? Because it's sort of like, well, I'm doing other things. Like, I don't want to bother them and I don't have time for it, blah, 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 blah. (laughs) But like, I feel like that is something that we should be doing. Because like, you don't want to talk to somebody if all you're talking to them about is I've got an issue or they've got an issue. Every conversation, like that can get old real fast. (laughs) Absolutely. And and I, I think the key is, it's like, so it's sort of like if you're married, um, or your parent, right? So, you know, we're, we're so used to passing by each other throughout the house, right? So you might be in the kitchen at the same time or, you know, in the library, wherever you are, you know, you might be in different places, you know, but we often make a concerted effort to show affection of some kind to those that we care for. The problem with technology in this case, we already look at our phones and our computers and whatever else, tablets, too much as it is. So sometimes it should pick up the phone instead of a text message. Or, you know, in the case that you live in the house with someone, so your children and your and your your spouse, you know, leave a little note. So there's this coupon book that I got a few years ago and I'll, I'll read you one of them. It's a little coupon. And so I leave them around the house with various people. It says this coupon gives you permission to take a nap and dream beautiful dreams. We make sure you have, we will make sure you have paper and pen close by to write them down. And so <laughs> that's, that's I gave really this awesome. to my husband earlier in the year, you know, uh-huh. so, you know, take a nap, you know? And so, you know, while this is not significant, and probably some people might even call it a little bit uh, quirky, you know, a little note that says, you know, go do something for you, you know, or, you know, leave a piece of candy. Like my husband is a huge peppermint patty fan uh-huh. i just leave little teeny ones around the house or a cinnamon piece of candy around the house but little things you do and so you could do that same thing with your co-workers right yeah so uh you know you could you know instead of using technology you could mail them something you could uh you know find various ways to communicate to let people know and i always say you know it's so nice when somebody picks up the phone and just says hey i just called to see how you are don't want anything this is gonna be a short conversation just call yeah. to check on you and then with that kind of interaction, you get a sense that you are still valued. Yeah, that's a really good idea. And like, personally speaking, I don't know the last time I did that. Like, it's been like a really long time. Like, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm going to say something sexist here. And uh, uh-huh. please, my audience, forgive me. <laughs> Men don't always think about things like that. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> so, you know, and a lot of times you have to force yourself. You have to make notes. And, you know, when, as I'm getting older, I write down a lot of stuff now because I'm so forgetful. But uh, make notes, you know, like, uh, yeah. oh, it's 10 o'clock at, um, 
on Thursday, let me send my husband a text message telling him I love him. Or <laughs> on the way out in the morning, I'll have downstairs a piece of candy or something on top of his lunch that he's taking with him. Just, you know, some kind of way to stay in touch with people. And then when you consider people that are not that closely related to you, sometimes it's even more important to call or check on them to see how they're doing because so much is going on yeah. um, in our lives. Is it? So that's another thing I think about too, is like, I don't know. I always never like want to bother somebody, right? Like I don't want to interrupt their work, but at the same time, I don't want to be like only talking to people about work. Like, is there a good, I mean, is it a, I mean, I think it is okay to just say like, Hey, how's it going? (laughs) Like, here's a, here's a conversation. That's not like, I don't want anything. Uh, You don't have to give me anything. Like, it's just a, what's been going on. (laughs) Right. You know, and, 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 and I think when, when you come to um, differences in people, so young and old, white, and black, gay mm-hmm. and straight, and all these things, those interactions by the people you're least expecting to hear from are usually the best. You know, um, when Dan and I used to work together, I, you know, I've always called him my little brother from another mother because he's just like a little brother he was for a long time for me. And so just call, send a text or something, just see what's going on. I got to know his wife and his daughters. I've considered them my daughters too now, you know, because like it was just always that case. The same is true with Vernon. You know, Vernon is a classic introvert, right? And oh, so yeah. Vernon puts his head down and he's, he's just deep into work. But every once in a while you break the monotony, you know, we use teams or or jabber or something to, to check in and see how I'll make, make plans to go to our monthly lunches or something like that. So always checking in to see that's good for both parties, right? So you, yeah. you keep your connection active with that person. Plus it gives the person a sense that they are valued because you just check to see how they are, because I think it's overwhelming. Just the only time here you hear from somebody is when they have work. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Have you found any good ways to like totally unplug from work? Like I know for me, and I don't know that I ever like totally unplug from work, but at least attempting to unplug from work, like I've noticed that if, uh, so I'll say, Hey, I'm going to stop working at four or four 30. And like, in general, like that's when we're about to like get ready to start eating and things are winding down. And it's just like sort of a good transition out. But like on those days where, uh, like my wife and kid aren't around, it'll hit that time. And I'll just be like, well, I'm just going to do a little bit more. I'm just going to do a little bit more. I'm just going to yeah. do a little bit more. And then all of a sudden you've been working an extra, you know, two or three hours. And I'm just curious, like, what are good ways to break that? Is it good to just say, Hey, at X hour, I'm going to stop or at X hour, I'm going to start winding down. Or are there other like ways to, transition out like in the old days it was a hey I got to get home because like there's going to be traffic right Right. (laughs) and now it's just sort of there's no traffic there's no transition period it's just working and then not working I I think that you have to be clear so and this is having a conversation with yourself you have to set boundaries right so Mm -hmm. just imagine um you and I work together and I have a problem on my system at nine o'clock. So my, one of my favorite problems was at midnight, right after midnight, Apache would always crash, <laughs> whoosh, going down in the ground, just going down. And so just imagine if every time that happened, oh, Drew, it's happened again, you know? And so it's one o'clock in the morning. Well, you know, you're probably asleep or, you know, whatever you're doing, you don't want that. So, you know, you, you have to be strict with yourself. So you have to say, I'm going to start work at this hour. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take a break for this long at this hour. I am going to take lunch at this hour. I am going to 
stop work at this hour. And then the thing that was really hard for me to do as a manager was turn my phone off after a certain time, right? So because I, people always knew I was available. So many of the faculty and other people at the school would call me all times a day and hour. You know, they could be in another country and they have a problem and they call, right? Yeah. And so the time, time zones are different. And I always answered my phone. But what I learned is, is that I was giving away so much of myself that I didn't have any left for me because I was always frustrated, you know, so get to work early, stay to work late, and then be on call 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Yeah. So I think you have to say, you know, and this has to be clearly articulated to your product manager or whoever the person that signs your time card to make sure you get paid. Yeah. Um, you know, here are the hours I'm available. You know, I can make an exception these many times. So, you know, I, I'm always available, but, you know, I would prefer at four o'clock, I'm going to eat dinner with my family. No phone calls at that time. If yeah. you have something urgent, you call me at six o'clock or however, whatever time it is. But yeah. if it's clearly stated, this is the case. Because companies have learned we're not shortchanging them in our hours and the amount of work we're doing. We're still doing the same amount of work, if not more. Yeah. I, I mean, I think it's our... arguable that it's definitely more. Like people right. just work right through. So. Work right through. Right. So you've got your cell phone on your person. You've got all these things. And so I think that it's important that there's the give and take of being flexible in how you work. But then you have to really be selfish. You have to like, you know, you have to say, you know, at a certain time, I, I, I stop doing this thing here and I do this thing, you know, because if you could imagine, you know, if the whole day your your child wanted to play, pl play uh, video games with you and, you know, you got work to do, you got people you had to talk to, you got meetings, you know, at some point you have to say, OK, son or daughter, um, I got to go to a meeting for this long. So what I do is I often tell people in my house and I put it up, you know, on my calendar. So you can't get to me at certain times. So I limit the times that I'm available in the course of the day. Some days I'm not available at all that day. Yeah. And that's continued since I've retired, you know, just I can't meet with you. I'm not talking to anybody this day. I'm, I'm done. And so I think it's just being, you know, really uh, strict with yourself, intentional with your, 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 your time card signer and that they know that, you know, you, are available. You're always helpful. You know, you can always be reached, but at certain terms, I'm just not going to be available and I'm turning my phone off. So I will not be answering my phone. So the iPhone, I don't know if the uh, Androids do this, but the iPhones have something called uh, do not disturb. And so I think oh, yeah. mine goes on like at eight o'clock at night and my phone will not ring. After yep. eight, it will not text. It will not make a single sound after eight o'clock at night. So you could set things like that. You could set all kinds of reminders. I think the iPhone also comes with reminders, you yeah. know, so I mean, there's lots of ways that you can do it, but I, I think it's doable and I think people should do it, you know? Yeah, yeah I, I totally agree. I love the do not disturb thing. Um, yeah. And I think it even like, the thing I used to worry about that was like, oh, what if somebody like really, really needs me and I've got that do not disturb on. But I think it even has like a, you know, if someone calls like three times in a row, it'll let them yeah. through. And like, yeah. if they've got like the impetus to call like three times in a row, then, I, then I'd be okay with answering yeah. it. Yeah, exactly. So, so let me ask you this mm -hmm. question. So- how do you manage meetings and work? So um, just imagine you're, you have a, a standing meeting every day or every Wednesday or something, and mm -hmm. it's an hour long. How do you manage that time? And how do you give yourself back that time? So in other words, it's in your eight hour window, but after being on a phone call or a meeting for an hour, you need to go for a walk, yeah. go smoke, go smoke or whatever it is that they do to get a break. How do you manage the demands in your time within the office 
so that you're not draining yourself dry? Uh, so what I do personally, and I think this has worked well for me, is I do, uh, I think they call it defensive calendaring. So like, if I see that my week is getting busy with meetings, because they seem to sort of come and go, like some days, yeah. some weeks, you'll have a lots of meetings, some weeks, you won't have lots of meetings. And if I get, and it took some while to like pick up on when these like ebbs and flows were coming. But if I start seeing that my week is filling up with meetings real fast, I will start blocking off time to right. not be in a meeting, right? Yeah. So like if I have uh, a meeting full of mornings, a uh, morning full of meetings or a morning full, meeting full of mornings, either one, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, like I don't, I'm, I'd be fine with like a morning of meetings, but I cannot do a morning and an afternoon of meetings. I mean, so yeah. if I see that filling up, I will block the afternoon off to, uh, I call it like catch up time, right? Like it's gonna be stuff that is not on Zoom, uh, it may include, you know, going out for walks. Uh, it may include just putting my head down on the computer, not putting my head down on the computer, but digging into something in the computer that doesn't require meeting with other people. Uh, and I think it also comes down to like making sure people respect that time. Cause I have had people where, you know, say I'll get like a morning full of meetings. I'll then like black out the afternoon and somebody will be like, Hey, uh, I see you have the afternoon blocked off, but I want to meet about this. Is that okay? And a lot of times I'll be like, no, you know, I can't do it at that time. That's, uh, <laughs> that's time that is not for meetings, but, you know, give them some other times. Right. And if it is something, you know, I'm not saying that I never say, no, that's not good, but more often than not, I will like decline that time because, you know, it's blocked off for a reason. And, uh, you know, I, I feel like, a job of meeting being in zoom for like eight hours a day would be like miserable for anyone. Like, I don't yeah. know how you would get anything done with that. And to get around that, you just have to sort of block time. Do you remember um, back in the day when people used to get carpenter tunnel, whatever oh, yeah. that thing is called. Yeah. Um, there's been a lot of talk about people getting eye strain from staring at a screen so long. Mm -hmm. um, and so as we often talk about the pros and cons of technology, they make it convenient. You don't have to drive to the office. You know, you can save gas and all these other good things good for the environment. But also on the other side, there are other parts that happen to us that kind of, uh, you know, drain us and, and, yeah. and hurt us. You know, I mean, we were talking earlier about people with panic and anxiety and all that stuff from not seeing people. You know, you get also the same thing coming back in reverse where you are giving so much of yourself to a screen, you know, can you imagine eight hours? If, if you really, I don't know what kind of job this would be. You can imagine you have a job where you're on zoom, eight, like a school teacher, like school teachers oh, yeah. were when school was in first. So they're on the screen for X number of hours every day, Monday through Friday, you know, there has to be a time where you think about your own health, you know, because we're all going to be wearing bifocals like Mr. Magoo and bumping <laughs> into stuff if we keep going this route with Zoom meeting after Zoom meeting after Zoom meeting. So we need yeah. to figure out somewhere, some way to make it where we can take care of ourselves and still do our job. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I've seen yeah. some people wearing like, uh, they're not sunglasses, but they're like eyeglasses for looking at the computer a lot like yep. they're like colored they're like yellow colored I'm not yep. uh I've never yep. used those but yep. a few years ago I did go in and adjust my like all of my color schemes to be more or what is it called like less eye strainy yep. like there are specific 
themes, the ones that I found most useful are this theme called solarized. And it's a like, they've scientifically sort of gone through and said, if you're going to have a dark theme, these are the colors that you should use that are going to reduce eye strain. And if you have a light, if you want a light uh, theme, these are the colors. And like lots of apps have those built in. So you can just say, use solarized instead of you know, black background with bright green text, which is, you know, that's sort of the traditional way that I would see a terminal, but it's like awful for, for your eye strain. Yeah. And I don't, uh, I don't particularly care for uh, light. So uh, mo more times than not, I have no, I have no lights on. Even when I was in my office, I have no lights on because it hurts my eyes. Mm -hmm. And uh, I have learned that, you know, managing how, how you see color really matters, uh, yeah. you know, because that can hurt your eyes and, and the more light it is, the, the harder it can be on your eyes. So yeah, I think that's important. I think in all of those things, you gotta figure out how to manage your technology, your own sense of self, your work-life balance, your, um, your um, conditioning, if you will, so that you don't allow yourself to get looped into I'm constantly at work or I'm constantly not at work. And those are the only two places I am on and off, you know, yeah. bits and bytes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Thank you for listening to Eminent Teachnology. If you like the show, please review, subscribe, and recommend us to your friends and family. We'd love to hear feedback from you as well. You can email us at eminentteachnology at gmail.com. See y'all soon.